Welcome to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Here to talk all things hockey are your hosts, Brad Crisco, Ryan Hanna, and Evan Lobsinger. I prepped the draft board this time. I've learned after about 20 mock drafts and getting the ire of you, Prashant, after listening to our last mock draft with Max, I prepped the draft board, I did the math, and I did con you into picking eighth overall for Detroit, so I can't embarrass myself that badly this episode this time. Folks, the Winged Wheel Podcast, the last episode, a shorter one, or at least that's what we're planning on, before the 2022 NHL entry draft, uh, we're joined here by, by our good friend Prashant Iyer. Prashant, thanks for joining us for this mock draft. Ready to have fun? I'm ready to have fun, but I'm also ready to still watch you mess this up. <laughs> Even though the words are right in front of me, I don't doubt yes. it. Yes. All right. Here's what we have on the docket for this episode. It's going to be a little bit atypical. Uh, no overtime on this one, patrons. Uh, sorry, but you are getting a Friday hangout with the Winged Wheel podcast hosts for rounds two through seven. Prashant, open invite for you if you want to come. Um to cover all of that as well everyone don't forget the thursday night draft starts at seven but our coverage starts at six youtube.com slash winged wheel podcast subscribe to the channel and join us for our live stream where we are going to be doing predictions which will inevitably be wrong uh analysis of the red wings pick as well as every other pick across the nhl giveaways discussion etc etc it's going to be a good time it's one of our favorite one of our favorite annual traditions and uh, we can't wait until they're not as important anymore because the red wings aren't so high up in the draft so uh here's what we have we have a mock draft the last one before the real thing brad you are drafting first for the montreal canadians uh, Evan, you are drafting second for the New Jersey Devils. I'm drafting third for the Arizona Coyotes. And Prashanth, you are fourth for the Seattle Kraken. And we're just going to repeat that order, one through four, for the rest of the first round. Uh, but when we get to the Red Wings pick, we'll all kind of talk about what our picks would be, what we think will happen. And there's some names, information floating out uh, around the uh, the hockey world some of them are newer, and we were joking before the show. Thankfully, they're players we have more or less kind of covered at least. So, everyone ready? Here we go. All right. Uh, Brad, take us away with the first overall pick for the Montreal Canadiens. What are they going to do here? I have absolutely no clue what they're actually going to do. The, the latest rumors floating around this evening were Slavkovsky was going to go to Montreal. My pick, if I were Montreal, though, uh, would be Shane Wright. So Kent Hughes isn't here to call me an idiot, so I'm going with Shane. Oh, uh, with Shane Wright. Shane Hughes, you're almost going to go with the nepotism pick. So Shane Wright stays first overall, and I still think that makes things interesting because I've seen a lot uh, of of different things in terms of where people have Cooley. But don't let me get him ahead of myself, Evan. You are the New Jersey Devils. You're the new GM. Congratulations. Uh, who are you taking second overall if Shane Wright goes first? New Jersey Devils are going to have maybe the best centerman lineup in the NHL in a few years, and they will take Logan Cooley. Whoa, going heavy on the centerman. All right. Uh, I am drafting third for the Arizona Coyotes. I think this is probably, if you ask Arizona, not that there's anything wrong with Uri Slavkovsky, there's a, there's a chance he goes first overall, 
But in their mind, this might be their worst case scenario because I'm sure they'd love a premier center to fall to them. But still, they're not going to complain about Uri Slavkovsky, who many have ranked first overall in this draft. That's where he's going to go, and he's going to play in front of a packed stadium of 35 fans and some people around the glass. All right, Prashanth, fourth for the uh, still pretty new Seattle Kraken. Where are you going with those three off the board? I mean, this is the easiest pick because they need everything. So uh, for me, I can just take the best player that I got left on my board. And for them, I think it'd be Simon Nemich, you know, on defense. They need to add some picks there, especially after adding Matty Beneers last year. Simon Nemich is a name that I think a lot of people are praying is going to fall further uh, maybe even closer to the Red Wings pick, but I agree with you, Prashanth. I don't think there's any way really that he goes that low. Once you get out of those big three, he's probably my top name as well to uh, to start the next tier. So Simon Nemich to the Seattle Kraken, uh, and then we have Brad for the Philadelphia Flyers. And we're also assuming that everyone's keeping their picks here. I think it's a safe bet to say this draft is more likely than most to have trades. Especially at pick five here with Philly because they're the ultimate wild cards of this draft in terms of they're probably going to be active in the trade market, at least attempt to be. And they have a lot of options here at five in terms of what they need as a team and in terms of the prospect caliber available to them. Um, Heard a few names linked to them. Uh, None of them are my best player on the board, so I'll actually go to my next best player who I have heard connected to the Flyers. So we'll go with David Yerichek. All right. Those are the two defensemen right off the board. So I know a lot of Red Wings fans position to be damned. We're hoping that one of them would fall, but Nemec and Yerichek in that order. Leaving uh, a big name that's been linked to Philly for a long time on the board, but uh, I'll leave that to you, Evan. The Columbus Blue Jackets are picking sixth overall, courtesy of the Chicago Blue uh, Chicago Blue Jackets, the Chicago Blackhawks, and uh, and that you know fateful trade. So sixth overall, Evan, where are you going here? Well, this is uh, the first pick that I've had to now pivot immediately. So <laughs> if anyone's keeping score at home, that's one. Um, <laughs> are we going to get you know, a uh, Bowen Byron pick here? Yeah, um, they are going to go with who I thought Philly would take, and they're going to take Cutter Goche. Yeah. Cutter Goche is, I think, as Brad mentioned, pretty heavily linked to Philadelphia, but um, I don't think Columbus is going to be complaining about taking a premier center that's not named Shane Wright or Logan Cooley here. So I'm drafting seventh for the Ottawa Senators, and I think this is worth noting. Ottawa has all but publicly said that there is a fantastic chance that this pick is traded. I think if, and we were talking about this earlier in the chat, if Ottawa was higher than seven compared to Detroit's eighth, they'd be a perfect team for Detroit to trade with. They talked about needing a right-handed defenseman. They talked about needing an NHL-ready player with tenacity. And you think Hronik, you think Bertuzzi. There's lots of players that you could trade uh, picks for here. But I don't know, for Detroit to move up one spot or just to get two picks in a row, it's weird. Anyways, um, I think Ottawa, based on what I've heard, and based on what I actually think would be good for that team, I'm going to go with Marco Casper here. I think they really like him. I don't think he's the only player they like at seven. Uh, I I think they really have their eyes on Matt Savoy as well. But I'm going to go with Marco Casper. He seems to be rocketing up the board. And with a run of centers going, if I'm Ottawa, I want to secure that. So Marco Casper, seventh overall for Ottawa and Prashanth. You're taking the place of Steve Eisenman. He's taking the night off. 
What are you doing for Detroit at eight? Well, this is kind of a, a fascinating way that the board is broken with uh, Gautier and Casper going right after you know the guys that I had in my top five. And so I think if you're Steve Eisman, that leaves you with a handful of centers to pick from and Savoy, Nazar, Geeky, Coolidge, uh, even down to Noah Oslin. Um, I think if I was picking in this spot, I'm probably taking Matt Savoy uh, here. I just don't think you can pass up on the dynamic playmaking ability that he brings to the table. The Red Wings have nobody like him in their system. Uh, nobody close to like him in their system. Maybe Lucas Raymond um, from a playmaking ability, a little bit of that in Jonathan Bergeron, but being able to do it down in the center spot, I think is key. So if I'm Steve Eisman, I take Matt Savoy here. Okay. Um, Brad, I was going to throw to you and say, who would you pick if you were Steve Eisman? But I feel like we can safely chalk that up to a Matt Savoy as well. Correct. <laughs> Evan, your preferred pick here, not your predicted pick, your preferred pick if you're Detroit. Um, with how the board shaked out, I do agree with Prashant's pick. Um, but just to be different, I'll take LeCaramacchi. Um I think he's got maybe a little bit of a couple issues with a little bit of consistency, but yeah, I think if you're diehard set on a center, I think he's probably the next guy up. Both really fantastic names and I, I would call them probable. I'm going to advocate here as well um, for Frank Nazer. Not sure he tops my list, but he's in that mix. And at any given moment, he might be uh, the name I spit out at you for the preferred pick. Uh, a ton of speed, can probably hang at the center position or has at least as good of a chance as, as Matt Savoy at doing so. Um, I think his upside is higher than, you know, Casper, who would in this instance go before him. And I think closer to Cutter Gochi than people give credit for, though, different kinds of players. So, you know, Savoy, LeCaramacchi, um, Frank Nazer are all names that are there. So those are who we'd prefer in general. Let's talk about some predicted picks because there are names floating around the Red Wings where uh, they're looking more and more likely with the big caveat that we don't really know what Detroit's going to do. Um, one that's come up and we mentioned him briefly over the past few episodes as one of the long shots. And with Steve Eisman, you have to account for those. Uh, Noah Osland of Jurgarden in Sweden. He's a center. He's small, but he's shifty. He's super talented. Uh, the way he can drive the play is notable. Physicality is a concern in terms of, uh, you know, his projection, which is why you'd find him. I think the range, Prashanth, you said was anywhere from 13 to 40 or something like that. So kind of all over the board. But Noah Osland is a name that's been popping up. What do you guys think of that one? Yeah, I mean – He's a guy that I would not be stunned. I, you know, obviously there's the Swedish factor that you have to, you can't discount as much as people want to joke about it. They really believe in their Swedish scouting staff. You can see that from the last couple of drafts um, under Steve Eiserman when and with Chris Draper. So, you know, that being said, I think Oslin is the type of player, again, similar to how I mentioned with Savoy, he is a terrific playmaker. He's got tremendous vision. Um, and, you know, really shifty, decent skater committed on the defensive side of the puck. He is on the smaller side at five foot 10. You know, I think Brad, we were talking about this earlier that he's probably not even 160 pounds as he was weighed in at the combine. So we'll definitely have to add some bulk to it, but 
from an intellect, problem solving, vision, playmaking ability. He sort of has all the things that would that the Red Wings are looking for right now in in, in their pick. Yeah, I know we talked about it last episode, um, but it probably bears repeating. The last the I should, sorry I should say the three first picks that Eiserman has made in his tenure with Detroit have all come out of Europe. Um, we look at success of picks in the last um, little while with Detroit. They are carrying a much higher batting average in Europe. Um, so it would make sense that Eisman is going to trust his European scouts the most, probably specifically Hakan Anderson with such an important pick. So if, you know, uh, that, that European scouting team is sitting there banging the table for Oseland, I don't think it's would be crazy at all. Um, you know, can't rule out Marco Casper if he gets past Ottawa at seven, Lakaramaki, Kamel, even maybe even a Liam Ogren, Ogren, they, Probably will get a lot of consideration um, if the European scouting team likes them. And if they do, I don't think Stevie would have any hesitation hesitation reaching for any of them. In my mind, I, I think, you know, what we talked about earlier with Savoy, I really do believe he's closer to the top end in terms of talent. So to give an honest answer here, I would be disappointed to see him pass. But the what we've been talking about over the last little while does hold true in that this is such a wild draft in terms of, you know, not just public opinion and NHL teams' opinions being variable. We haven't seen a lot of these guys for as much of their progression through their junior careers as we have in previous drafts. So you have to accept a large, you know, think of margins of error here. So to see Ogren or Oslin shoot up the board or to see Lakaramaki uh, get picked over, you know, Kemmel, Casper or others, it's not crazy. And you can't discount those picks. Taking someone wildly off the board like Moritz Sider and having that workout be the Calder winner is a fantastic thing. But that doesn't mean you have to blindly just trust that every pick is going to do that. But I think if of all the drafts that we've covered, this is the one where you have to accept that. Expect the unexpected. And we probably have less of a clear vision on these guys than we have most other draft classes. Is that fair to say or am I... uh, is there any kind of disagreement here? It was literally the last thing we said last episode was, hey, we just spent two hours talking about all the possibilities uh, in this draft. Be prepared to throw them all in the trash. So, you know, we we did mention a lot of names like Oslin and Ogren who aren't in the consensus top 10 to 12 that could make their way up if the Red Wings so choose. So I wouldn't call it crazy. I wouldn't call it super off the board, but be ready for it because it's a good likelihood it could happen. All right. Uh, Brad, at ninth overall, considering the top eight have gone Shane Wright, Logan Cooley, Uri Slavkovsky, Simon Nemich, David Yerchek, Cutter Goche, Marco Casper, and Matthew Savoy. Who are you taking at ninth for the Buffalo Sabres? Well, um, I'm just going to go straight off my board here because Buffalo's pretty well positioned prospect wise at most positions. So, you know, Buffalo's a team with uh, three first round picks. So, a team that can definitely afford to gamble on upside if they so choose. And for me here, I will so choose Frank Nazar. Oh, Frank Nazar to Buffalo. They add a, you know, high end or high, high ceiling centerman. That team is is poised to have just – they're going to be brimming with talent. 
Okay, Evan, Anaheim Ducks at 10th overall. What are they going to do? I had a plan to take a left winger, um, but I think with Joachim Kemmel still sitting there, I think they'll probably just change their plan a little bit, take best player available, and they'll take Joachim Kemmel. Yeah, you can't really. I, I think that's probably the one where, in a lot of my mocks in my mind, Kemmel moves down, but he shouldn't really be overlooked. And I, th- I think Anaheim would be head over heels if he fell to them at 10, but still that's what mocks are for. Uh, 11th, the San Jose sharks. We talked about Jonathan Lekaramaki and his offensive talent and his firepower. Um, I don't think it's unlikely that he falls to 11th, but I think that he must be one of their ideal players to kind of get pushed down the board in a a crazy scenario like this. So for me, Jonathan LeCaramacchi with his extremely potent shot, his ability to score and generate offense that way is going to be a a fast pick for uh, the new GM Greer in San Jose. Uh, So that is LeCaramacchi to the Sharks. Okay, Prashanth, you are... Well, no, you're not Kekalainen, and you're Prashanth. Kekalainen's also taking the night off. What are you doing for the Blue Jackets at 12? This is tough. You know, Columbus in the last two years has done a tremendous job of adding forward depth, I think, um, you know, and, and being able to bring in Kent Johnson, Cole Sillinger, um, Yugor Chinnikov, who I think a lot of people had not, but has a tremendous shot. So I think for them, defense is the way to go um, here. And then factoring in that Evan's already taken Cutter Gauthier for me, um, I'm probably going to go for one of the best uh, available defensemen. And I think for me here, it's Pablo Minchikov. Um, I know some people say the Russian factor, but he's been in North America the last year and a half. He did not go back to Russia. Um, so I, I don't foresee that being a problem here. And I think he's got the highest upside of the remaining defensemen. Also a big Minchikov fan, so a big fan of this pick. And that actually does scream a Yarmo Kekalainen pick to me. Because I'm glad you brought up Shinikov because I remember being floored and he's looked good since. All right, Brad. Are you taking the Brad pick here? You're drafting for Lane Lambert's newest toy on that roster. Are you taking Brad Lambert or which direction are you going for the Islanders? I mean, not that the Islanders can make up for the loss of Devontae's in that awful, awful trade they made. And they've got a strong decor, but... Um, the next little bit of my board is shaping up very D heavy. So at this point in the draft, I can't see the Islanders passing up on Kevin Korchinski. So that'd be my pick here. That's, that's two ladies and gentlemen, mark that down. (laughs) Oh, Kevin Korchinski, uh, really talented defenseman who's been shooting up the boards. He's been one of those defensemen that has just been, uh, rocketing up a lot of draft lists as we've been approaching draft day. So, yeah, you know what? I, I'd actually, I kind of am thinking he is a outside shot to sneak in higher than 13. So uh, I agree. I don't think the Islanders would pass on him there. Evan, you're on the clock. I bought you some time. You're the Winnipeg Jets. I appreciate that. Yeah. You're the um, Winnipeg Jets at 14. What are you doing? Now, I don't think this is the greatest pick of all time, personally, but this is what I just, this is what I'm thinking. Winnipeg's a bit of a dumpster fire right now. Blake Wheeler's on the outs. Mark Scheifele is basically talking himself off the team. They need centermen. And who better to pick than someone who plays in their backyard? They are taking Connor Geeky. Connor Geeky. This is uh, a lot of people have him mocked here. 
So I can completely see that pick. Um, Connor Geeky is another name where Brad, you mentioned him earlier as a potential Red Wings pick, and it really just depends on what they feel about his size and his pace with that size. So Geeky, 14th of the Winnipeg Jets. I'm drafting for Vancouver, talking about uh, a team that's going through a little bit of a rebuild. Uh, credit to Corey Promen here. He noted that a couple of the names linked to Vancouver are uh, Gaucher and Osland. Uh, I think they will go with Nathan Gaucher uh, out of Quebec in the QMJHL. Um, big center, responsible in both ends, uh, has skill to speak for. Uh, I've seen Gaucher have a big range in terms of where he would go. Um, but I have a feeling that Vancouver, that interest from Vancouver is significant. So that's the coin flip I'll go with Nathan Gaucher. All right. Prashanth for Buffalo from Vegas. Yeah. So with pick number two for Buffalo uh, in the first round. So Brad already took Frank Nazer for me. I think Buffalo, like Brad mentioned, is the strongest prospects pool, arguably in, in, in the entire league. I mean, they're loaded everywhere. So for me, it's all swinging on upside. And so I will, I will go ahead and take uh, Noah Oslin here uh, for Buffalo and add another center potential center player for them in their depth. That would be an amazing haul for Buffalo. Cause that would be for them. Noah Osland and the first pick was Frank Nazer that center. They're going to, they're going to be able to trade one in the future. Like that is going to be a fantastic talent pool. All right. Noah Osland for the Buffalo Sabres, Brad, you are on for the Nashville predators. As tempted as I am to take a defenseman for them, since it always feels very on brand for them, I'm actually going to shy away from that and give them a player that I feel like they've almost never had this type of player um, other than that brief window where maybe they had Kevin Fiala. But I'm going to go with Jagger Furcus out of the Moose Jaw Warriors. Uh, again, continuing with the theme of upside, 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 um, you know, the Furcus Circus is coming to town. Jagger Furcus, who, when we first saw him, we were like, oh, is this the guy the Red Wings could sneak in in the second round? And within a couple of days, he suddenly became a first round consideration. So this is about the range where I think people are going to start to consider Furcus as disappointing as it might be for, for Red Wings fans. So that's Furcus to the Preds at 17. Evan, 18th for the Dallas Stars. For Dallas, I was really hoping that one of the defensemen would have dropped, but um, hasn't really. Is Denton Matejchuk still on the board? Well, never sure. mind. I changed my mind. They're taking Denton Matejchuk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like finding five dollars in your pocket. There we go. Denton Matejchuk is uh, he's dropped quite a bit, right? Like he was. I, I've seen him ranked anywhere from ten to twelve, leading up until this last little phase. What happened with him? Oh, someone might be getting a gift. It might be Evan. Uh, so the Minnesota Wild have pick number 19 from the Kings. I think they might be sad to see Matejchuk go. I'm going to go off the board here. Uh, well, sorry, that's not off the board. I'm going to do the the Russian factor thing here. And I think they're going to take Danila Yurov uh, out of Magnitogorsk. That's a complicated situation. 
Every passing story seems to make it more and more of a risk. Uh, but I can't help but think with uh, Kirill the Thrill in Minnesota and bringing in Danila Yurov, that would be a fit um, at least somewhat. I know that's kind of a wild thing to predict, but at some point, these highly talented Russian players are going to have to go. So I have Minnesota taking Danila Yurov 19th overall. He comes from one of the playing in one of the greatest cities in the world. <laughs> and what's the motto of that city, Evan? Where Asia meets Europe. <laughs> like poetry <laughs> for Sean for the Washington Capitals. Oh man. Well, Washington, uh, their prospect pool is pretty poor. Uh, if, if anything, I mean, I guess you can consider Connor McMichael still, still a prospect in Hendricks up here, but uh, outside of that, they don't really have anything. So for me, I'm going to take probably again, the highest upside player for them. I think it's Liam Ogren, um, you know, here for them, uh, high motor, great shot. Uh, tremendous scoring potential, everything that you could hope for, uh, for, for Washington. And, and so I think they'll go in that direction. All right. That's Ogren to the Capitals at 20th. Brad, you're on for the Pittsburgh Penguins 21st. Well, Pittsburgh always seems to make things work out of nowhere. Um, and, you know, they're a team that's not necessarily built on speed. And the player I'm going to pick here, speed is not an asset for him, but he is tremendous in every other facet. So the Penguins are going to take Rutger McGrordy. Rutger McGrordy. I think a lot of people have advocated actually for the Red Wings to trade back and take Rutger McGrordy just because his name is awesome, maybe. Uh, but that would be, I think, an excellent value pick for uh pittsburgh at 21st overall all right evan i'm going to buy you a little bit more time here we're going to take a quick break a quick ad break and on the other side we are going to get picks 22 through 32 so stay tuned i want to tell everyone that this episode of the winged wheel podcast is proudly brought to you by the FanDuel sportsbook a sponsor that gives hockey fans what we really need even more excitement in the game there's so many reasons why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. They're simple to use with great odds on different betting markets, giving you more action every game day. Plus, they're tons of fun with unique bet types, like same-game parlay and exclusive promos on the biggest events. And when you win, you get your winnings back safely in as little as 24 hours. Now listen to this. FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back Insight credit if you don't win that first bet. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you'll get up to $1,000 back Insight credit. Now, what we want you to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today to get started with that risk-free bet and be sure to sign up with promo code WWP so they know the Wing Wheel podcast sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code WWP. You must be 21 and older and present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, West Virginia, Indiana, Colorado, Iowa, Tennessee, Virginia, or Michigan. First online real money wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, or Virginia, Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. All right, Evan. We just took an hour-long break. So you have no excuse here. You have the Anaheim Ducks, which is a pick they got from the Bruins. Who are you taking 22nd overall? So I already took, um, where was my first pick? I took Kemmel with my first pick for Anaheim. Um, now they're going to go with a left defenseman because I'm not, in, I don't really like their prospect pipeline on D a whole lot. 
So they're going to take from the Swift Current Broncos, Owen Pickering. I was hoping he'd fall one more pick. Yeah, Pickering to 22. I've seen him in that range, but he's another defenseman where I think you you might see him a little bit higher than that as well. Really so liked I'll, his game at the CHL prospect game. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was noticeable. He stood out. All right, the St. Louis Blues, 23rd overall. I think they might be a little disappointed in this case to see Owen Pickering go before them. Um, why don't I go... Why don't I go with Yuri Kulich here out of Czechia? Uh, he's a name where this is about the range where I've seen him a lot of people kind of bring him up. I think he can play center who he's been kind of projected to possibly play center. Um, pretty talented player. I think he's, uh, he has a pretty high floor as well. Seen as a safer pick, which is, I think, why some people are hoping from the second round. But I'll, uh, I'll mock Yuri Kulich to the Blues at 23rd overall. Okay, we have Prashanth again for the Minnesota Wild. Man, I just like him uh, getting a handful of uh, do- double picks here for, for teams, but that's fine. So you went ahead and did the luxury of, of taking Danila Yurov uh, for them earlier, and, and I think that's a tremendous pick. Um, I think sticking in a similar type of theme, uh, I think the Minnesota Wild just need offensive talent, so I'm going to have them take Jimmy Snuggerud. Uh, add a little bit more offensive uh, capabilities to that team. Another top-tier name off the board, that's Snuggerud, who I believe it was Craig Button has him really high on his list. So we'll see where – yeah, which is notable. We'll we'll see where where NHL teams think, but uh, I think that that would be – Minnesota would be pretty thrilled for them to walk away with Yurov and Snuggerud out of that first round. All right, Brad, the Toronto Maple Leafs, you're not allowed to uh, sabotage that pick. So if you're picking for Kyle Dubas, what are you doing at 25th overall? Well, a team that's well into their window uh, in terms of competing and should be for a few more years is in a pretty good position to gamble a bit here and uh, take arguably the biggest swing of the first run. Brad Lambert. (laughs) There it and is. And every time you say, um, I'm going to talk over you and make the pick for you, just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we need to survive. The, the, the live stream tomorrow is the important one. Can't be killing each other here. <laughs> Brad Lambert to the Toronto Maple Leafs, extremely high upside. Um, a lot of people think that maybe is he's worth a top 10 pick. A lot of folks think that his lack of production is too concerning. But 25th overall, it's hard not to make that pick for, for the Leafs. So... Uh, Evan, you are up next for the Montreal Canadiens for a pick they have from the Calgary Flames. What are you doing at 26 here? So Montreal got Shane Wright, so they're okay at center now. I think they are going to add a winger, and I think this player has fallen in our draft a little bit, so they are going to take Isaac Howard of the USNTDP. Isaac Howard. It's another name that's been rocketing up a lot of boards. Some people, the spread on Isaac Howard is huge. Some people have him really high. So Isaac Howard to the Montreal Canadiens. I'm drafting for the Arizona Coyotes. This one's complicated. Um, I don't really know if this is the the best fit possible, but with Arizona having a longer timeline, I can see them being patient and possibly waiting out any complicated, again, Russian factor here. So they're going to go with Ivan Marashnichenko and they're going to tank 
you know, assuming his recovery hopefully goes well, one of the more talented players in the draft, which would be a gift this far, far down. So Mirashnichenko to the Coyotes at 27th overall. All right, Prashant for Buffalo, from uh, which is a pick from the Panthers. Yeah, I guess third time's the charm for Buffalo here. And so they've already added Frank, uh, what, Frank Nazer and Noah Oslin. So might as well go for some defensive help here. I think a guy that has all of the tools, but is maybe a little bit more of a project player to put them all together is Ryan Chesley. And so I think he's the, he's the guy here to, for, for Buffalo to maybe put everything together. I mean, he's a tremendous skater, tremendous defender, uh, you know, good motor, just needs to put it all together. All right. Ryan Chesley to Buffalo. Brad, 29th, the Edmonton Oilers. Ken Holland, you're doing him a favor. What are you doing for the Edmonton Oilers for that team and Connor McDavid? Oh, man, Edmonton. Uh, how, how do you not give them a winger? Um, honestly, uh, there's a few options to choose from. All of my next you know, best available were defensemen. And just looking down the list here, I don't love the winger options that are available. So I don't know. I feel like Edmonton uh, could use some help on offense from the blue line. So uh, let's get weird. Lane Hudson, take, take uh, another huge, huge swing and pray this guy turns out. Cause if he does, it's a grand slam. If he doesn't, it's a colossal failure. So when you have a Connor McDavid as a safety net, why not? Uh, you're the one to take the risk. And you know what? I respect you for it. I wasn't sure if I, uh, I had the gall to do it. So Lane Hudson to the Edmonton Oilers. Evan, you are drafting for the Winnipeg Jets, their pick from the Rangers. What are you doing at 30th overall? I still think they need center depth, and I'm going to get this name out of the way before I mess it up, and they are going to pick, pick Luca Del Belbeluz. <laughs> <laughs> I had him <laughs> I had him pegged for the Lightning, and I was certain I would get him because I was like, there is no way Evan is going to risk <laughs> saying his name on air. <laughs> That's the art of war, baby. Don't let your enemy know what you're doing. Oh, that's amazing. In the most unlikely of moves, uh, Evan takes Luca Del Bell Blues for the Winnipeg Jets. The only greater justice is if he ends up on the Red Wings through their uh, one of their second-round picks, and then Evan has to say his name for years to come. But that's a great value pick. I like that one. I'm drafting for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I really like Del Bell Blues there, so I am disappointed if I'm the Lightning. Uh, but I think I'm still going to be happy to draft Philip Bystet uh, out of Sweden here. Uh, big center who plays with pace. I think that's going to just be another piece of talent to add to that incredibly able team, uh, especially if he's a guy who can make the NHL a little bit sooner. Um, we'll see how his progression goes. But Philip Bystet, I think, would be a pretty good value for Tampa at 31. And Prashanth, round us out, 32nd overall, who is the uh, last but not least of the first round? Well, uh, you know, you guys are stealing all of my centers here, so I was trying to figure out a different center to go with. Uh, I think of the remaining centers for, for Arizona, I'm going to take Owen Beck. I think I, I, I like uh, his I like his game. I like, even though he didn't translate statistically, I think he has the potential to become a nice, solid player for them. Owen Beck rounds it out. Uh, I just want to call out that, um, you know, Brad, if you were mad at Evan uh, earlier, he didn't make a single short joke about you drafting Lane Hudson. So that's that's true progress and growth. 
I'm above that, Ryan. <laughs> All right, folks. That is our first round mock. Shane Wright to the Habs. New Jersey takes Logan Cooley. Arizona takes Uri Slavkovsky. Seattle takes Simon Nemich. Philly takes David Yerchek while Columbus grabs Cutter Gauthier. Marco Casper to the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Prashanth took Matt Savoy for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I think a lot of us are in, are in agreement as him being the preferred pick, if not one of them. We did talk about Osland uh, being up there in terms of a player who could potentially be called based on names we've heard. Lakara Mackey as well is another likely name in terms of what might actually happen. Continue on, continuing on with the mock, the Buffalo Sabres took Frank Nazer. Uh, Jochen Kemmel to the Anaheim Ducks. San Jose ends up with Lakara Mackey. Minchikov to Columbus. The Islanders take Korchinski. Geeky to Winnipeg, Gaucher to the Canucks, Osland to the Sabres, Nashville takes Furkus, Dallas takes Matechuk, Yurov goes to Minnesota, Ogren to Washington, McGrordy to Pittsburgh, Pickering to Anaheim, Coolidge to St. Louis, Snuggerud to Minnesota, Toronto takes Brad Lambert, Montreal takes Isaac Howard, Arizona grabs Mirosh Nichenko. Buffalo takes Chesley, Edmonton takes Hudson, Winnipeg takes Evan's favorite, Luca Del Bell Blues, Tampa grabs Bystet, and Beck goes to Arizona. So that is our first round mock. Before we wrap up, any names for you jumping out here in terms of how did they slip out of the first round? I mean, jokingly, I would yeah. say I'm very disappointed that we didn't get to my two favorite names in the NHL draft. Even though we had Snuggerud and Jagger Fergus go, we didn't get to Amadeus Lombardi and Emmanuelson Charbonneau. Those are real names and those are real people who may actually get picked in the draft. So, but no, in all, in all seriousness, I think there's guys that will go like Tristan Luno, Noah Warren, uh, Nathan Gaucher. I think are those, those are three names that I would expect to go in the first round that we did not take or sorry, we did take Gaucher. So just the, just the first two Luno and Warren. Okay. Uh, the one name that we let slip out that I'm almost 100% positive won't slip out, even though I'm not the biggest fan of him, is Liam Bischel. Um, you know, your typical stay-at-home gigantic defenseman who can skate. Um, again, I don't have a first-round ranking on him, but I'm from what I've gathered, I'm one of very, very few people who has him outside the first round. So I'd be surprised if he uh, does not get picked tomorrow. Is our Red Wings bias and I think maybe our, our Red Wings hunger for any other sentiment other than Dylan Larkin showing based on how many centermen we took, usually in bunches here, it's probably speaks to how badly we want Detroit to end up with the second line center. But, you know, like we talked about, there are a ton of names on the board. I don't view this like let's take the Osland conversation very quickly here. He's a name that's popping up late in the game. That's often a sign that, hey, teams are on to something. Maybe Detroit's trying to trade back and, and that's how it leaked out. I don't view this as the same as the Cider draft, though, where Cider's name came up late and then that's what the pick was. I think there's just so much that can actually happen here. I think Osland's another name in the pile rather than, you know, the most likely one. Savoy, Lakaramaki, Oson, Casper, if he falls, Gochi, if he falls, that's automatic. If Yurchek or, or Nemich get pushed down, who's to say they'd pass on Kemmel? This is the most blind I've been, go I've, I've been going into uh, Detroit's pick. All right, folks, that's all. We're going to keep this one short. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, patrons, don't forget, Friday is going to be a Patreon-exclusive rounds two through seven coverage with the host of the podcast and any special guests who want to join. Uh, as well, uh, for everyone on 
Thursday, do not forget the draft live stream coverage starts at 6 Eastern. We're going to be doing reactions. We're going to be doing coverage uh, of every pick, uh, analysis, predictions, which will be wrong, like I mentioned, giveaways, all of that. So youtube.com slash winged wheel podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And Prashant, thanks for joining us. You got it. All right. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'd like to thank all of our listeners, everyone who's left us, left us ratings on you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everything. It helps so, so much. The sponsors of this podcast, the FanDuel Sportsbook, all of our Patreon supporters, members of the Dub Dub Club, uh, and the name level supporters on Patreon, Arjun Shanker, Yves Bartels on behalf of the Sarah Garan Foundation, Ake Fur, the Stay Fresh Cheese Bag, Nick Perks, Brett Bailey, Terry, driver of the number 69, Cry and Ryan Hannah's Banana Slamma Jamathong, Matthew M. Rice, Brandon M., Carl Brutana Nanaluski, Chad Jobin, Chimmy, Citizen High Five, Coyote Season Tickets in Tempe, Craig Kibble, Derek Enstam, DJ Denton, Doesn't Tuesnit, Give Blood Fight Probert, Greech, Helm Was Held Back by Blashill, Hassam Al Qasem, I'd Leave My Wife for Cider, Jay Gollum, Jacob Turner, Kaylin Wood, King Tone, Kyle Hashman, Marcus, Matt McKay, Nicholas Fritz, R.A., Scott Martin, Sean Levine, Stay Fresh Cheese Bags, Sam Bankson, Stay Fresh Cheese Bags, Adam, Now I Finish Better Than Ernie, Antonio Gracias, Babe Landeskog is a Stanley Cup champion, Ben Barron, Brian Vasha, Chocolate, nope, not reading that one, Connor Leighton, Dave W., Dungeon Master of Puppets, Evans Bankrupt Parking Garage, Evans Bingo Card, G-Rated Snowblower Joke, <laughs> thank you, Reed for adjusting um jack the bassist james laporte uh jeremiah dobo jeremy brocker jm rhapsody john evans josh yelton justin in the angry mob kevin mccracken quaz matt keeler matt s maximilian cheesebags papa woody puck norris revy deluca thick rick trevor pevavar zach mccann a driving range superstar thank you all so much we'll see you one more time for the 2022 NHL draft. Thanks for tuning in to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Be sure to check out wingedwheelpodcast.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll also find links to other ways to support the show, such as Patreon, official podcast apparel, and more. And don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Winged Wheel Pod. And of course, the hosts at Brad Crisco, at Ryan Hanna WWP, and at Hockey Town Evan.